There is an army rising. The church is the breeding grounds for raising godly men and women who are willing to apply kingdom principles and values to bring transformation to their respective societies. We need to have a national focus. We don't have to lose this ambition or else we work against the great commission. They are equipped in righteousness. Unless our righteousness exceeds those who just know ABC and surprise others to do, but they don't do, unless we exceed that. We pray for God to raise right ministers in our nations. We pray for God to raise right task collectors. We pray for God to raise right security agents. They are bold and fearless. Standing your ground when the battle has been heated to such an extent that everyone is running away. But we don't quit, for we know no defeat. The agenda to possess the nations. Welcome to an equipping center of the word and prayer on Pentecost hour. Stay tuned in. Very grateful to God for this opportunity to be here. I just thank God for this great chance uh, for me to come to Sogakope, meet with our chiefs, meet with our officials, our elders, Dickens, Dickness, and all of you. Now, my coming here is in twofold. I decided to come and say thank you to the officers of the Church of Pentecost. And then also to continue to let you understand the possessing the nation's agenda, what we really mean, so that all of you will come on board so we can transform this nation. The focus of the possessing the nation's agenda is this flag. This one. Nobody should curse this flag. Even if you if you don't like it or you don't love it, don't curse it. Some of us we prefer America flag to this flag. Some of us when we think that we are Ghanaians, we just want to die. But this is the soul of our nation. Somehow, this is where God, in his own wisdom, has decided to let us dwell. I'm not saying don't travel to America. You can go and learn something and come and help us. If you even stay in America for the rest of your life, despite what you want to enjoy, you would die like anybody would die. This nation has to be loved. It is politicians who are really knocking our heads together 
and making us hate one another because of power. But we need to be very careful. We need to unite behind this flag. God must be the Lord of this nation. That is why some of us are born again. So that we can change this nation. So that God will be Lord in this nation. But many of us go to church. 73% of Ghanaians claim to be Christians. Yet corruption is growing up and higher and higher. If it were the 27% that were corrupt, we wouldn't have felt it. Any year when there is election and politicians make corruption an issue, we think that, yes, yes, but you see, if corruption is an issue, then the Christianity in the nation is a very bad Christianity. You see, if the world is corrupt, there's nothing wrong if the world is corrupt. Even God himself knows the world is corrupt. That is why we are the salt of the earth. Just to heal the corruption of the earth. So if all of us are here and the world is still corrupt, then those of us who are Christians in this generation, our Christianity is poor. If the light shines in the darkness, my Bible says the darkness cannot stand against it. If Ghana is full of evil and there is a dark world, but where are our lights? In this country, every 50 meters there's a church. What we need in this nation is not too many churches. We don't need even any more church. We don't need pastors, any more ministers. We are enough. What we need is righteousness. Our understanding of Christianity is poor. And we need deliverance. Now, when you go to church, people say that there's a witch in your house, there's a witch in your in your school. What you need is deliverance from your understanding of who God is and what Christianity is about. Now, when we joined this church, they, they never taught us about witches. We didn't waste time on them. We didn't come to church talking about witches in your house, witches, as for witches. We come to church with them. They have, all, they have always been part of our congregation. We go to work with witches. 
They are in the market. We buy their food. Now, if you be afraid of them, then where will you live on this earth? So, don't let us disturb our church's riches. See, what they taught us is that there's something in us which is greater than the world. When we spoke in tongues, we spoke in tongues so that we will be strong, so we can drive the darkness away. But in our generation, we are producing very poor Christians. People who dance to the tune we sang here. And then tomorrow when there's a funeral, you see these same people dancing to that tune. They don't know the difference between light and darkness. Shall we rise to our feet? Let us pray that God will bring deliverance to all of us. Oh, Open my eyes to see Jesus seated upon the throne. Anytime that God calls a leader, God gives the leader a message. From the time of the Moseses and the Samuels and the Japhthahs, God will call them and give them a message. And he will use the message that he gives them to lead his people at a particular time. So God also gave us a message. The message is to possess the nations. Now when you say possess the nations and they are policemen, they are soldier men, when they hear the word possess, they become afraid. Because it is a military term. Which simply means to take over. 
And so some intelligent guys have been asking me, what do I really mean? I said, we don't, we don't have guns. We, we, we are not talking about the political kingdom. We want something which is, which is bigger and stronger than political kingdom. What is political kingdom? Now, if you win political power, and you don't have power over Satan, no matter your good intentions, you will fail. If you like, ask our MPs, they will tell you. They campaign with good intentions. But when we vote for them and you put them on the seat, because God is not the God of the nation, they are influenced by forces that they can't do anything about. What we want to overthrow is the darkness on the land. Because Jesus has told us already that the prince of this world is Satan. So so we are not unaware that the ruler of this world is the devil. That is why we are born again. That is why we are new creations. That is why the Holy Spirit has come to dwell in us. So that we will continue from where Jesus left off. Now, the church is the new body of Jesus. And Christ is in all of us. And the Bible says Christ in you is a hope of the manifestation of the glory of God. So God's hope for change is us, those of us who profess to be Christians. We are praying that God will help us. So that those of us in Sugakope will take Sugakope for Christ. So that when we wake up in the morning, every one of us should focus on being an agent of transformation. That in the book of Deuteronomy, when God called Israel, he chose Israel for two purposes. That Israel will be a teacher to the other nation. Even though the whole world was his and it is his. You see, all the people you see on the planet Earth today, all of them came from Noah. I don't want to say Adam because his generation was destroyed by the flood. But Noah and his children and their spouses, they filled the earth. Now, when God chose Abraham and by extension Israel, it didn't mean 
that he hated the Jebusites, the Amorites, he didn't hate them because they were all God's creations. When we started building prisons, some people were saying that why do we have to go and build prisons? You see, they think that the prisoners are children of Satan. The things that some of us have done, if the police apprehended us, we would have been there. And God loves these people to the extent that when we said we want to build prisons, in spite of the amount of money involved, individuals in the church and people who are not even members of the church are building the prisons. Everybody ought to love Jesus. Everybody everywhere. Everybody everywhere. Including the prisons. Everybody everywhere. That is why we are here as Christians. When God called Israel, he didn't hate the rest. If we are born again, every unbeliever here in Sogakope, God loves the person just as he loves you. He wants to use us to reach them. Christianity is a serious business. We are the kind of people that overthrow the enemy. So let's, let's, let's listen to what God told Israel. Deuteronomy chapter 6. Verse 1. These are the commands, decrees, and laws the Lord your God directed me to teach you to observe in the land that you are crossing the Jordan to what? Possess. Chapter 7, verse 1. When the Lord your God brings you into the land you are entering to possess and drive out before you many nations. You see, God wanted Israel to possess and then drive out nations and then he listed all of them, long list of nations and then in the Old Testament, all these who were worshipping other gods were supposed to be like sinners before God. Chapter 8, verse 1. Be careful to follow every command I am giving you today so that you may live and increase and may enter and what? Possess the land. The Lord as promised. Chapter 9, verse 1. 
Here, Israel. You are, you are now about to cross the Jordan. To go in and dispossess nations. Greater and stronger than you. Nations with large cities that have walls to the sky. Now the next verse. The people are strong and tall. Anakites. The corruption is deep in Ghana. You know about them and have heard it said, who can stand up against the Anakites? Verse 3. But be assured today that the Lord your God is the one who goes across ahead of you as a devouring fire. He will destroy them. He will subdue them before you. And you will drive them out. And annihilate them quickly. So you see where we got the possession from. God told Israel to possess. When you go to the land, possess. How were they going to possess? Two things they would do. Chapter 7. Deuteronomy chapter 7. Let's read verse 5. This is what you are to do to them. Break down their altars. Smash their sacred stones. Cut down the Asherah poles. And burn the idols in fire. Soon we are going to have Church of Pentecost people who will go to work and they will cut Asherah posts. Yes. When the corruption leaves the boss's desk, comes to your desk, it comes to you, then you tear the paper. So officer and I, you can never know to walla on a fufui. They will arrest you. Wallo. The following day they will arrest another Pentecost. Person. The third day they will arrest another one. Then people will say that as for this Pentecost. When you see that they are at your workplace, stop corruption. You see, one of the properties of salt. Is to kill. <laughs> Nobody has heard this before. Eh? See, when you see any bush and you smear salt, quantity of them on the land, nothing will grow. When you are a good sort and you are at the workplace. And this one is corrupt. Because of you, he will stop. Cut down the Asherah. 
cut it down. Let them suck you. You go and sell at the marketplace. Because you can't afford to be part of them. We have to cut down the Asherah post. Cut down the Asherah post. Cut down. Today maybe you are not married. But a certain man is taking care of you. You don't know what to do. If you follow that man, you will never have your own husband. If I were you, I will cut down the assurance. You see, anyone who clings onto wordless idols will forfeit the grace that will be his. If you cling to wordless things, the grace that should come to you you forfeit it. So back to Deuteronomy. Chapter 7, we read verse 5. So let's take verse 6. For you are a people holy to the Lord. The Lord your God has chosen you out of all the peoples on the face of the earth to be his people. His treasured possession. The reason why you shouldn't be part of them is this. Because you are a people holy to the Lord. But this was said to Israel. And then Peter lifted it and said it to the Christians. There is no difference between what God was using Israel to do and what God wants to use us to do. If you use them to possess, he wants to use us to possess as well. First Peter 2 verse 9. Now, what we just read, Peter lifted it and brought it here. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession. And then he added this. That you may declare the praises of him who called you out of darkness into his wonderful light. You are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. God's special possession. And we have a responsibility that we may declare the praises of him who called us out of darkness into his wonderful When Jesus was living, this is what he told the disciples. Matthew chapter 28. From verse 18. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. The next verse. Therefore, go and make disciples of 
How many nations? All nations. How many nations? All nations. Now, if somebody says, go and make disciples of all nations, what does that mean? Is it not telling you, go and possess? Yeah, about me. In the Old Testament, when we read Deuteronomy, God told Israel that you go and possess the land, and then He listed the nations. But instead of Jesus listing the nations, He says all nations. See, the main team test for the possessing the nation's agenda is Ephesians 3, verse 10. And this one, every Pentecost person should know and understand. Ephesians 3, verse what? 10. Shall we read together? Ready, go. His intent was that now, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. Now, his intent was that now, through the church. So, when God said, I will build my church, he had an intent. The reason is that he wants to use the church. That is why he says now, through the church. So, church is a means to an end. So, God wants to use this church to reach and to overthrow forces he calls rulers and authorities in the heavenly realms. These are the forces that govern nations. And God wants to use the church so that his manifold wisdom will be demonstrated to these powers. So he wants to use the church to bring these forces down so that so that Revelation 11 verse 15. I said so that what? Revelation 11 verse 15. Let's go to Revelation 11 verse 15. Are you here? The seventh angel sounded his trumpet and there were loud voices in heaven which said the kingdom of the world has become the kingdom of our Lord and of his Messiah, and he will reign forever and ever. All these forces that govern our nation, that brings evil, forces that are pushing LGBTQ, 
kill on us. And people are helpless. They just don't know how to handle them. When you see the rise of evil, what that means is that the light of the church is dimming and dimming and dimming. The church should arise so that the kingdom of this world will become the kingdom of our God. Everything should come under the rule of the mighty God. Some people say that. You see, the devil is always comfortable dwelling side by side with us. But our forebears, you see, Omoto Nyumbi. We are a chosen people. Every one of us is a branch of Jesus Christ. Every one of us is a branch of Jesus Christ. That is why in the Possessing the Nations agenda, the slogan is, I, I am an agent of transformation. So that if I am a nurse, and I'm a member of the Church of Pentecost, when I'm going to work, and I put on my dress as a nurse, my uniform, I should put on my helmet of salvation. I should have it in my mind that I'm born again. There have to be focused that you are holy people. God's special possession. On your breast, the place of righteousness. Your way is gathered with the truth. The shield of faith. The sword of the spirit. Where, where the shoes of the gospel of salvation and put on your put, put on your clerical collar then when you go to work you are an agent an agent is a representative of someone who is bringing transformation your work ethics should be, be different from the others. What, what nurses don't like is that when somebody is sick and they are bringing the fellow to hospital and the people are saying, hey, hey, mm, and, the, and then the sick person is... Uh, and people are saying, help, help. Then you see the average nurse. This one will put his phone on the ears and turn this way. The other one will turn that way. But at the close of the month, they will, they, they will line up and go and collect and, and it, it is all over. Teachers will go to school 
very late. When they go, they also give homework. And after they've given a long list of homework, they'll go and sit at the market and trade. No fear law, no timagbafia is school. No is to go over a door, the view zan. Go enjoy a simon drapper. But today, let us be agents of transformation. Gaketo Egbella, Minamiana to Trobo Dolao. We are a chosen generation. Minamatiao. So we are doing so many things to possess the nations. You can't say, I will possess the nations. I will possess the nations. You must come out with a strategy. So we have three strategic approach to bring transformation on this land. The first one is to equip the church members with the required resource, with the required knowledge, with the required spiritual strength, so they will go out there and change their spheres. The the second one is to strengthen and align existing structures in the Church of Pentecost so that we realign real structure so that the new agenda of possessing the nations will be able to achieve it. Because of that, we have introduced some new ministries even into the church to help us possess the nation. The third strategy is transform society. I'll just throw some light on this and then I'll call it a day. So the first one, equipping the members of the church. If you look at this year's team, we have begun the equipping to finish, to dress up the members. Everything we do in church is supposed to dress us up, to equip us. Because the agenda is to move into the world and change the world. And in the world is Satan. So let us dress well. So that we put our defensive mechanism on. So when we are praying, we are equipping. When you are teaching, you are equipping. When we are doing Bible study, we are equipping. When we are fasting, we are equipping. When we are worshiping, we are equipping. When we are even dancing, we are not dancing to please anybody. We are dancing to equip the members. So leaders of the church, the elders, pastors, deacon, deaconesses, Bible study leaders, come equipped to come and equip us. I met this Bible study leader in my church and then when they said, please go and teach, he asked somebody sitting close to him, so today is what lesson? I turned and look at him and I told myself, this is a spiritual undertaker. He has not prepared. 
We just go through Bible study and nobody changes. Now, pastors here should listen to what I'm saying. Presiding elders, please listen. Don't go to church. And then look at somebody's face. And say, sister, you lead the worship. You lead the worship today. If you knew I would lead the worship today, you should have told me at least a week ago. So that I will also prepare. So that the worship will equip the people. If, if your presiding elder is used to doing that from today, when he says you lead the worship, catch and say preside, and then wow, the bubble. Yeah. Now, presiding elder, no new yama siela, Brenegba, Tok Bajila, Agba, Nagaba, Nagaba, we call Brenegba, Agba, Untoe. You see, yet they are sorry, no, yet they dear grow. Never go hammer, cover for me. That is why we are not producing good and strong Christians. No matter, near Christo to Sasso Hamu. If you know we are going to have all night. Tell us ahead of time. So that all of us will begin preparing. Don't tell us on Wednesday that Friday there is going to be on. If you think we want to go out on rally, let us prepare. Let us fast. Let us pray. Let us give some time. And then when we go, God will be with us. All, all we do in church, even dancing. I went to church many years ago. I was still a boy. I was a teenager. And then the pastor preached. It didn't benefit me that much. But when we were about to close, we were just taking our closing offering. We were just taking our I mean, offering no. and then we we'll close. Um, Jum, then somebody lifted a song. This one was in 1985. Sunday evening. Then, no sooner had we finished taking our offering than this woman jumped in and she started dancing. She was going like this. I still remember. She was not looking behind her whether somebody was following or not. Sometimes, especially when the women's leader gets into dance and you people don't follow her, that one alone is punishment enough. And then they, they'll be beckoning on everybody to. And then you see that they are dancing to please themselves. But this woman didn't care about anything. 
She just went like that. Oh, she went about three times. Nobody followed her. And she didn't care. We all saw that she was moved by the spirit. And by the fourth time, the pastor himself broke the protocol. Because normally when the women are dancing, they will have to finish and the men will come. Then the pastor was moved. Then all of us, see, when we come and we are dancing, and we have to patiently wait for women to finish, then men to come. It's a problem. So sometimes when I go to church and I see that the men are just waiting, I'll be watching them. Even if we are not serious, you don't want to dance. So I'll be watching them. When the woman finish, I say, sit down. We are close. Formless. 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 Formulas. So when the spirit even moves out, we say, Spirit, we are waiting for you. This church is a Holy Spirit church. When you go to the north, women don't sit here, men don't sit here. The same church of Pentecost. When they enter the church house, they sit in there. When they are dancing, they, they dance towards the drum. Where the drama is, they dance towards them. There's no need to make uh, one logo, logo line. Let us be moved by the Spirit. Let us worship to the beauty of His name. Everything we do should equip the church. So let us be careful about what we do in church. And how we do church. The second one is realigning, restructuring, finding some strategies in the church so we can go out there and possess the nations. we have reorganized the ministries. Instead of us going to ministry every week, we are saying once a month. We have not stopped it. We have reorganized it. We have Sunday We have Bible study. Bible study after worship. Then we introduce home and urban mission. I'll speak briefly about this. When we are saying home mission, we are talking about targeting people who are non-Ghanaians who are sojourning in this nation. So today as we speak, we have Chinese church in Accra. Chinese church Chinese assembly. Chinese assembly, ma. So we are looking for people who are non-Ghanaians to give them Christ. We have a lot of francophone churches. What you see are uh, francophone. They are, they are many in this nation. Now. Instead of going to Togo, 
If they come from Togo, let us create a French church for them so they can be saved. Fulani, they are one million of the Ghana 30 million population. Almost one million. Today, we have a lot of Fulani churches. We have been holding convention for Fulani convention. Because everybody ought to be saved. We are, we are possessing the nation, the whole of it. This was a convention we had for Fulani in 2019 in Tamale. And about 168 Fulanis attended. Now, they, they were not members. We just brought them. Bring your friend. Bring your friend. We had about 168, but some of them left. We were left at 156. <laughs> See, today, by the grace of God, we have one Fulani pastor. He has been posted to Nkwanta to go there and then organize the Fulanis. You see how Fulani pastor dresses and wears When you go to the Church of Pentecost in America, we have, we have Indian Church. This one. This is Church of Pentecost members. Have you seen the man with the sons of God tie? Yeah. Now, Somebody will say that God is my witness. For me, the tie is my witness. This is Church of Pentecost Indian Assembly. Church of Pentecost Indian Assembly, America. We have a lot of Spanish churches. Spanish This year, we have sent one Indian pastor to UK to organize the Indians and get them saved. America, hello UK, UK, Baba Pupu, India, Toka Telephone. We will soon bring an Indian pastor to Ghana. Majijimia, India, so for the Kava Ghana. To come and organize them for us. Then we also have home and urban mission. The kind of home and urban mission. The urban mission is looking for people in the ghettos, the prostitutes, the Kayas, people who have come to the big cities and they have been in disillusions and they have become vulnerable. We are looking for them. Now, by the grace of God, we have won a lot of prostitutes. Now, by the grace of God, a lot of street children are coming to the Lord and street mothers and street fathers. A lot are coming from the ghettos. Now, drug addicts. 
drugs have destroyed this man. Now these are people that even the government cannot contain. Doesn't know how to manage them. But the church has the power to save them and transform them. Look at this young man. He was picked from the ghetto. This one in in dreadlocks. A brother in green. In the midst of uh, some brothers went to fetch him from the ghetto. Now pay attention to this young man. Look at his face closely. Just about two weeks later, when he had joined the church and he has been schooled about the church and he gave his life to Jesus, this is how he now looks like. This is because he knows how to drive, the church decided that they would let him go and then uh, officially learn how to drive. So they took him to a driving school. It's a latter rains driving school. Everybody ought to love Jesus. Many are coming to Christ. We also have ministry to persons with disability. Now, look at them. They also want to dance. But so we should make our churches friendly so that they can come to church. I went to a church where dancing and they all jumped in because the pastor has brought a lot of them and they, they were dancing with their wheels. But I realized that it could be dangerous so I left the place. And then they themselves were started doing their own. Make our church houses friendly for them with ramps and all so that they can also come to church. Now you see these girls. They are a choir of their deaf assembly. None of them there can hear nor speak. But they are from a choir. And then they are singing to God and to their people. We had a convention for them. About 500 of them came. This one was before the COVID. As we speak, the COP has the largest ministry to persons with disability in the whole of West Africa. West Africa, Pentecost, now, these ones, they are all deaf. And some majority of them are dumb. They are dancing. If you look at their face, you may think that they can speak, but they can. Look at this young man. If, if any of them were your child, would you have thrown them away? 
If we can pray for them so that they can speak, let us take them to heaven. When they get there, they will be like him. Look at this sister. She's called Tinanami. She's a dickness of the Church of Pentecost. She's a doctor. She has PhD. She teaches at the University of Ghana. University of Ghana. She is a head of department. She is a local women's leader. Any local women's leader, labor assemblyman. The father was an elder in the North Lonto, a certain town, small town called Lonto. She fell sick around three, four years uh, of polio, and then she was crippled. Uh, but it doesn't mean she is useless. The father took care of her and today look at her. Or a medical penny. So this lady is the most powerful chorus leader in the north. This one. Sister, she sits in the wheelchair, but she leads choruses in church. She's a dickness in the church. So apart from these things, we are trying to put workers together so that they will advise one another and then possess their spheres. There are so many things that we can do. But let me take the third one transforming society. Now, we want to lend a supporting hand to the government in the society. So, we are planting trees. We are doing environmental care campaigns. Not that we just want to sweep. But we want to encourage our chiefs. We want to encourage all stakeholders to put a mechanism together where the community does some community kind of work. So we'll keep our, our communities clean. You see, you see this gutter. Is it Accra Gata or Sugakope Gata? Sugakope Gata or Aloke Gata? This one is Accra Okay, Okay, so Accra Gata. We are building clinics. At strategic places. This one is at the border of Ghana, Togo, and Burkina Faso. Togo. There's a big river, a big river that prevents pregnant women especially from crossing. And so some of them die uh, because uh, there are no attendants to take care of them. So we went to build this there, finished it. And it's a big clinic now. And some of our nurses have sacrificed to go and live there. May the Lord bless them. We are digging boreholes and giving the poor water to drink. 
We are also building police stations at strategic places. How many of you have seen a police station which is as beautiful as this one? Or the Sugakope one is nicer than that. This one is at Ekropon. We have finished another one at Bupe. Before I sit down, let me just respectfully thank all elders, deacons, and deaconesses for their massive support to the Church of Pentecost. We pride ourselves in the fact that we are many, we are spread throughout the country, but it is all because of the sacrificial work of the officers of the church. So may the Lord bless all of you. Elders, and I want to encourage you to continue to soldier on and then let us continue to help the church of Pentecost because there's a lot still to be done. Try when you are working for God, don't look for praise from any human being. You may not get it. And encourage yourself and serve your Lord. Because God blesses. Many elders who are serving the Lord, God opens doors for their children to go to schools they never attended. Now God blesses them with wisdom to be able to manage their affairs, not money, wisdom. There are certain things that are better than money. So don't be looking for money and don't be talking, hey, Pentecost, will you be BIMRC? Don't look for money. Look for Something from the hands of God. I'll want that all of us to stand up. I'll pray for the officers. So can we have the officers lift hands up? Pentecost. Take sicknesses out of their beings and then make them strong and healthy. And grant that they will see you and know you better. So they will be able to serve with all their strength, with all their soul, with all their might, and with all their mind. Father, touch every officer and bless them. Bless the members too. Yes, Lord. And help every member to know you well. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks for listening to today's word. 
subscribe to our social media handles for life-transforming messages.